Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You're in for more pre-Halloween fun today, folks, because Mad Movie Mom Nell Minow and the Mad Movie Man A.J. Hockery will be squaring off about which film creatures are the most entertaining in this recorded Monsters vs. Aliens debate episode which has become an annual tradition to air each year at this time. You know, Nell and AJ are two of our favorite guests, and they're both respected film critics who pull no punches where movies are concerned. That's why this episode is one of our most popular shows. Nell is the author of several movie-related books and writes film commentary for BeliefNet.com. She's been featured in such publications as USA Today and the New York Times, and A.J. is a horror expert who's contributed reviews to TerrorTube, Classic Movie Guide, Real Talk Movie Reviews, and various other sites, including his own popular CineSlice blog. Now, that's spelled C-I-N-E-S-L-I-C-E. We'll be listening to Nell and AJ right after we check with our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, to see if she's ready to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? They are. I do just want to let people know that if they have any issues getting into chat, just to stay with it because it's stuck on the loading connecting screen. So just keep trying. <laughs> yes, please do keep trying because we we love it when we have chatters, and uh, this is a great topic for uh, people who enjoy uh, monster uh-huh. movies and movies about aliens to uh, express their opinions. But but Nikki, uh, after the debate, uh, the great monsters versus alien uh, debates between Nell and AJ, there was a movie that came out that uh, we didn't uh, have hadn't been uh, released, and so I thought you and I might talk a little bit about it before we hear from Nell and A.J., and you know the one I'm speaking of, Godzilla, (laughs) which Uh is now available (laughs) on DVD. Now, uh, I know that you liked it almost as much as I did, but tell uh, tell our listeners uh, why uh, they should consider maybe taking a look at that DVD. Well, I think probably the most important thing was that it is it, everything that you, if you've ever loved Godzilla, because you obviously wouldn't watch the new Godzilla if you didn't love the old Godzilla, but everything that you love about it is brought to a peak, and it just will change your mind about Godzilla. I don't know what to say. I mean, like, I don't want to give anything away, but I was actually standing watching it, okay, because I saw it at my house, thank goodness, because otherwise I would have been standing at the movie theater, like, cheering on Godzilla. <laughs> I just was. And I think the acting was great. I mean, I, I loved it all, so... 
<laughs> I, I'm glad that you – I really do like the way you think about Godzilla <laughs> because I remember I just, when we did our show about Godzilla, you and uh, Nancy Lombardo kind of got in an argument about it, which is one of my favorite um, moments <laughs> on Movie at right. Headquarters. But I agree with you on that uh, – on that particular movie, I think it's it's one of the best uh, Godzilla movies. So we want to give a, a big uh, big shout out to all the people responsible for that uh, that movie, and we want to thank uh, people who are uh, trying to get into the chat. Do keep trying, and uh, please, you're you're going to be uh, pleased, I think, with the uh, debate that you're going to hear in just a few minutes and so we want to go on with the show and we will join that debate right before uh, co-host Jazz Shaw asks Nell to speak for the movie Aliens alrighty let the great debate begin let the, let the ladies go first and the before we run out of time <laughs> you know we, we, we always have to be polite so why don't we start with Nell we already know who you're going to pick but you know, I come from a background, normally I interview politicians, and our question always used to be boxers or briefs. So you've already made your choice, aliens or monsters, but why? Why are the aliens more entertaining? Well, to me, you know, first of all, let me just say on behalf of monsters, I love monsters as much as anybody. Monsters are great, but it seems to me that aliens provide you with the greatest scope and range and variety. You can have adorable aliens. Uh, and you can have really, really scary aliens. You can even have romantic aliens. And, you know, if you look at the most popular movies of all time, think about E.T. and Close Encounters. If you look, think of what some, some people have said is the scariest movie ever made, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Aliens, another one of the scariest movies ever made. Funny movies like uh, Men in Black and uh, Galaxy Quest. And, um, and, you know, movies that really make you think. You know, the idea, I, I'm in Washington, and we have the Air and Space Museum here, and they had a great exhibit once about movies about aliens, which said something that I think was very wise. You know, we don't know. None of us has ever met an alien. And so aliens in movies really reflect our own notions and what we project out onto the world. And so sometimes we have aliens, you know, during the Cold War, we had a lot of Cold War aliens, like the day the Earth stood still, the original one. And then during, you know, the 80s, we had sort of more cuddly aliens. It tells us a lot about what is going on in our own lives that we project onto the screen. Okay, AJ, clearly you think Nell's insane. Uh, so <laughs> explain to us why. why. Why are the monsters better? Why, why are they more entertaining for us? And, you know, why are aliens not worth your time? Well, I gotta say, first of all, I have nothing against aliens. They have been the source of some of the greatest movies of all time, and Nell's mentioned some of them. E.T., uh, the original Day of the Earth Stood Still, and both the 50s and 70s versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. All of them are great movies. But I have to go with the monsters in this case on two fronts. One, from what I've witnessed, there's a much greater variety in creature design when it comes to monsters. You know, in the Star Wars movies and the Star Trek movies, there's been a decent variety of aliens, but those are just those two franchises. From Everything else kind of ranges from uh, little, just variations on little green men versus something really weird like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but even just for the works of Guillermo del Toro in the Hellboy movies and Pan's Labyrinth, just the designs that he comes up with, are just some of the most incredible-looking things. So visually, i got to go with monsters. And two, they're the ones that kind of make you think the most. 
because monsters aren't always necessarily these forces of nature that just kind of come after you and destroy everything. There are some of them dating back to the old universal horror movies like the original Mummy and the original Frankenstein make you sympathize with the monsters and make you wonder, are they as responsible for their destructive behavior as like the villagers with their pitchforks and torches think they are? So it engages you on a thematic front as well as just seeing like mon- monsters carnage, blowing everything up. So I got to say, on those two fronts, monsters look great and monsters make you think. Wow, you two really have made some good points. And as I mentioned to you when we were talking before the uh, program started, I haven't made up my mind yet because every time I say, okay, I think the aliens are the most entertaining, then I come up with monster movies that are more entertaining than the alien movies, and it just goes back and forth. So before I make a decision, I'd like to hear a little bit more. Um, Nell, could you tell us what your favorite space alien films are? Sure. Um, You know, I think the the creature features aspect uh, that AJ brought up is an important one, but to me, monsters really have to be based on the physical properties of Earth, and aliens can be much, much, much more imaginative. So you can have an alien like Predator, for example, who's very, very cool looking, or you can have, you know, a little cute, cuddly uh, alien like in uh, the... The, new, the, the most recent Stephen Chow movie, um, CJ7. Uh, so I think my favorite movie, Aliens, I love the aliens in Galaxy Quest. I mean, the good guy aliens, the Thermians. You know, you get to see them in their humanoid form. You get to see them a little bit in their original form where they're kind of squid-looking. I think they're great. I love the aliens in Men in Black. There you have this incredible variety of aliens uh, that really, uh, particularly with the way the movie ends, I'm not going to spoil the ending for those who haven't seen it, really make you change your thoughts about the universe. And, um, And I love the way that they have this big bank of television that is focused on all these different aliens, some which look sort of vaguely humanoid and some, you know, one looks like a dog. And, and I, I, I really enjoy the way that it changes your your, your natural conception of sort of the, the what they call the BEM, the bug-eyed monsters. But speaking of BEM, I love the aliens in Mars Attacks, especially when they start <laughs> sort of mutating. I think those are great. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, the aliens in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers are so great because, of course, they, they look just like us. Those are some great uh, aliens. I have to mention Starman, too. That's another yeah. one where, where he takes on a human body, and that is such a deeply romantic and wonderful movie, and he's a, he's a great alien. And yeah, like all aliens. I think of Starman, that's right. And, and, I, and I, I'll just mention, by the way, yeah. AJ is not going to like the way the vote is going in chat so far. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> well, oh, no. The, the, great thing, the great thing about um, about aliens is that they they really give us a chance to to use our fantasy because they don't have to be bound by any of the conventional notions of the of the the way that uh creatures have been assembled on earth and so they can really they can do anything in fact i just saw a movie about aliens this morning uh called terra the battle for terra 3d which had some aliens that swum through the air like a fish swim through water Wow, and that's coming up. That's a new one. That's yeah, that's coming up. So that's one that we can that we can watch for. Well, AJ, uh, even though you think monsters are more entertaining, do you have any favorite alien movies? Oh, absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the day the Earth stood still, the 1950s version, is one of my all-time favorite movies. And this past December, I made the mistake of watching it 
again the day before I went and saw the new one, which made the new one just hurt all that much, oh, just yeah. for how it botched up the formula just sure did. so yeah. badly. Yeah. And like as I mentioned, the 70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland one of the scariest movies I have ever it's seen. Really life. good. It's yeah, really yeah. good. You know, they made that movie four times, and three of them are good. So that's <laughs> right, good. that's a pretty good record, I think. Well, I'm so glad to hear you um, mention E.T. Now, I, I was. That's my favorite. I think my favorite alien movie, probably the most appealing space alien ever, and. I think the most entertaining. I, who could resist that darling creature? And and also, was it Henry Thomas who played his yeah, little wide-eyed friend? He was fabulous. Friend and Steven Spielberg really earned a place in my heart by by uh, putting out that film. I well, Steven Spielberg movies are always one way or another. They're always about home, and exactly. uh, and that one that one just you know was everything that he knows how to do all in one movie. And I was, uh, and I was happy to hear Mars Attacks mentioned too, because that's any that's, movie that's got Sarah Jessica Parker's head on a dog, you know, great. And Annette Bening as a flower child. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. It. Oh, speaking of Annette Bening, uh, what about that movie where Gary Shandling came to Earth as an alien to have sex with Annette Bening? Oh, that's true. That's true. I had forgotten about that. About that. That movie. I, I think my know, ears just started bleeding. You've got Santa Claus <laughs> conquers the Martians. You've got Mars wants women, uh, and of course, you know one of the one of the first ever movies with aliens was uh, George Melies' Trip to the Moon that had these fantastic moon creatures. Exactly. Well, I don't I, think I've ever heard anyone say anything good about Mars Attacks until just now. This this is a red letter day because. I, I thought that was one of the worst movies ever made. As much as I love both Sarah Jessica Parker and Dogs, uh, <laughs> well, just terrible. What's the not difference? To mention, not to mention Martin Short, and you know, I actually went with it. You know, I it it, it is a it, it it was so completely different from what I was hoping and expecting that at first I was disappointed, but then I decided to look at it within its own terms, and I, I ended up liking it very much, and I particularly liked uh, the end. And I thought it had the funniest walk ever by an alien masquerading as a seductive oh, woman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've tried to do that. Oh, she was you know, wonderful. Every once in a while, Lisa Marie. Yeah, Lisa Marie, and haven't been able to to pull that to pull that off. Well, let's move uh, to monsters. And AJ, what are your favorite monster movies? All right, my favorite monster movies. I have to sort of divide this into two groups. One. The ones that I kind of grew up on were the old Universal monster movies. Two of my all-time, two of my top five favorite horror movies are 1941's The Wolfman and 1931's Frankenstein. And for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, one back then they did scare the bejeebers out of me, and two I watch them later on down the road, and they just sort of engage me on a different sort of level because when you're a kid you just see like the scary Wolfman coming at you or the scary monster coming at you. But when you watch something now, like The Mummy, you realize, wow, this guy is really a misguided person, and it kind of engages you on that level. And I just really like that aspect of it. And to, But on, on a less intellectual front, I have to go with my boy Godzilla, just for sheer <laughs> destructive monster rampage fun. And it's really interesting, because I've been on this Godzilla kick in the last few months, and it's really interesting to go from the very first movie where he was depicted as like this dark symbol of nuclear war and it's 
there were some scary scenes in the original uh, Gojira movie of like this destructive path that he weaves throughout Tokyo is actually very scary. But it's interesting to see him evolve throughout the series into like this child, this family-friendly protector of children who does all these goofy tricks that are actually really, really weird. And some of it worked and some of it just failed miserably. And then sort of back again to the scariness in some of the later movies. So it's interesting that they didn't just depict him in one straight way for a lot of years. They did, they experimented with him. They tried to see what worked and what didn't. And I just kind of like that they're willing to just play around with the formula. And I've noticed that a lot of monster movies, like as I mentioned before, Guillermo del Toro stuff, he likes to have fun a lot. And that they just like to do that and experiment and see just see what cool stuff they can come up with. You're right about that, and good for you for mentioning the uh, 1931 Frankenstein movie, because is the movie that hooked me into being a movie addict. And I, well, you all know that I am a senior citizen. I did see the original Frankenstein movie when it came out, and I was just mesmerized and scared to death. In fact, I did go under the seat at the theater and just kind of peer up at the big monster on the screen. And from that moment, I was so fascinated with what with movies that, uh, well, the rest is, is history. So so Frankenstein would have to be one of my, uh, my favorites. And uh, I'm also just a big, big fan of uh, Hellboy. Yeah, me too. I, I just you know, anytime you've got a monster who sings to Barry Manilow, you're pretty good. Yeah. Can't smile without you. Can't smile without you. I love that scene in the movie. That yeah, was, I do that too. Was just, that was just great. Well, uh, even though you you are speaking for the aliens, uh, Nell, what are your favorite monster movies? Oh, good. I was hoping you were going to ask me that. <laughs> well, I do like the Guillermo del Toro movies. I love Hellboy. I love the original Frankenstein. That No one has ever touched that. I love the original King Kong. And um, so I, you know, and, and, you know, Gojira, go Gojira. I think uh, Godzilla is a great monster. Absolutely. Well, we're we're on the same wavelength with some of these. And Jazz, do you have some favorite uh, monster movies that you'd like to toss in? And uh, are there some favorites from the chat that are being mentioned? Well, they've already picked mine. Uh, in, in general terms of the whole discussion, we, we've had uh, mention of a, a few other oddball ones, including Howard the Duck and Day of the Triffids. But, uh, Day of the Triffids? Yeah. That's a low point in the history of monsters. But the, uh, the, the all-time favorite, apparently, in the chat for monster movies, and it's one of uh, one of my two picks, certainly I have to go along with it, is Young Frankenstein. Yeah, I love Young Frankenstein. Um, and, and, of course, uh, Peter Boyle, absolutely fantastic Frankenstein. Oh, yes, and thanks, Chatters, for bringing up young Frankenstein because when Peter Boyle and Gene Wilder did Putting on the Ritz, I just absolutely Oh, when that. Peter Boyle and, and uh, Gene Hackman are having soup. That one, too. That's, that's just great. That's just, I have to mention another alien I like. I want to hear AJ's favorite aliens, but I, I have to mention one more alien, which is, this. you know, nobody doesn't like Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, after all, is an alien, or he's half alien, half Earth, and he is a great alien. Absolutely. I thought, I thought uh, that, well, 
we love him. We love Mr. Spock. And oh, just yeah. Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, you know, uh, the Chewbacca, the Wookiee, great alien. Exactly. My other favorite monster one would would, would have to be, and, and this is going way back to to my childhood. You're, I, everybody's going to hate this, but. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That's I, a great I, one. I still crack up every time I see it when they, they show it on Turner Classic Movies and stuff. I, I, I love that film, and I just love most of the Abbott and Costello series. So. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I had forgotten about that. And that we should was, come back and have a second go-around about best comedy teams. I think we should. That's that's a great idea for another for another show. And uh, will we will be able to get you back for that now? Sure. And I, I'll bet AJ would come back, right, for best comedy I, teams. Oh, I'm ready and raring to go now. <laughs> good, good. I wanted to say a few words about King Kong because I that is also one of my favorite uh, yeah. uh, monster movies. And uh, I liked very much the 2005 remake with, with Jack Black. The Peter Jackson version. I did, too. I yes. Thought was, and I teared up good. a little bit. I know. Well, I Anytime you tear up in a monster movie, you're doing pretty well. Exactly, and I thought this was an excellent use of uh, the new t- technology and special effects. Usually, they just get carried away, but but in in this case, you had the monster showing emotional range and becoming almost human in his interaction with Naomi Watts. Yeah, when and I thought when they they looked at each other uh, in each other's eyes, I thought that was really tender and and uh, and moving. Uh, you don't see anything like that in most of the monster movies and I like the way Naomi Watts's character then was not so fearful of King Kong where she actually wanted to help him and that scene where they had fun together on a frozen pond yeah in, the skating scene that, that was yeah, very touching was was very beautiful so I I just wanted to give a few props to to that remake because usually the remakes are not as good as the original and I I thought that this one lived up to the uh to the original. So, well, I'm I'm still undecided. I'm I'm not going to be able to give my decision until the end of the show. How about you, Jazz? Are you going with monsters or aliens? Oh, I was telling everybody in the chat that I I don't have a vote. I I really don't. I I, I like them both so much. I my wife hates horror films and monsters, but I watch them. She won't watch them with me, but I have a huge collection of movies about aliens. Uh my my two favorite alien ones, since we did Monsters already, just get it out of the way. Uh, number one, I had to say Independence Day, mostly because A.J. probably hated it. And that's one of my favorite monster films. And, well, it, uh, it's, it's been a long sorry, time since I've... I should say. Oh, Alien, the first one? No, I, no, Alien I, alien movies, not monster movies. So Independence yeah. Day was one oh. of them. And, I like and the other one is off my, my list of all-time favorite movies, and I know I always bring it up and Betty Jo gets tired of hearing it, but it is a movie about aliens, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's true. Like the combination, that's sort of like the combination. Like the best of both worlds. It's got the aliens who create monsters. It's, it's like that peanut is. butter and chocolate. You know, it's that's that's a wonderful, wonderful way to come to a conclusion here. And I just would like to point out that speaking of best of both worlds, which is of course the Miley Cyrus uh, theme, ah. uh, that Barry Bostwick shows up in the Miley Cyrus movie, which was, and I just kept looking at it, going from. Rocky Horror to this. Oh, I have so to see it now. So little of Barry after Rocky Horror. It's good to see him getting some work, although not really with uh, 
Hannah Montana, but, you know. <laughs> well, Barry is. Oh, Barry, what have you yeah. done? <laughs> Barry is a friend of our show, so I'm going to have to take you him You have to talk to him about it. He, he, was not, he was not used to his best uh, to show off all he can do very well in that movie, but I actually did like the Hannah Montana movie. Well, I'm a fan of Hannah's, so I'm, I'm planning on seeing it as soon as Good. I can persuade my husband to take me to see uh, it. First Nancy Drew and now this. No, I did, I did not like the Nancy Drew movie. <laughs> and and she's not an alien or a monster, so we're going to move on. All right. <laughs> See, Betty Jo, that, that's a really nice segue into the question about family-friendly films, don't you think? All right. So now we we wanted to ask you, you know, let, let's take your uh, your favorite genre with the aliens. Both monster and alien movements can be very scary, and sometimes people don't want to have younger children seeing them. What are some uh, what, are you, what are what are some of your favorite choices or favorite choice for alien movies that are kid friendly for smaller kids? Well, you can't do better than E.T. as a family movie. I wouldn't think that that would be appropriate for you know a four year old, but I would say for seven or and up, uh, that is a great movie for the whole family. And uh, some of these, you know, some of these other movies like uh, Contact or Cocoon uh, are also really good family movies. Oh, I forgot Contact. I might have said that one. AJ, what do you think? I got to say, for Monsters, you got to go with Monsters Incorporated, the great Disney movie which managed to make Monsters both scary and cuddly at the same time. It's all, it's all in how you depict them. And it's I, just a funny, funny, clever movie. And it's not for, like, little, little kids because the monsters might scare them. But otherwise, it was just a lot more clever than I expected it would be. And it just continues Pixar's perfect streak. I love, I love that, that movie. Yeah. Monsters Incorporated is, is definitely <laughs> great for for the whole family. When you looked at that huge, fur, eight-foot-tall, furry Sully, who was supposed to be the, the head kid scarer (laughs) and then that cute little boo uh, who wasn't a bit scared of him at all and then the john goodman did such a good job with the voice for sully and billy crystal too billy crystal from what is it mike wakowski or something like that wakowski yeah and i'm being chased out of the closet here to to admit that in my dvd collection at home i i do have uh, Monsters Inc. on DVD. <laughs> well, you should. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie, and, and the way that it, the specific way that it handles the scary stuff is very, very well done by making essentially giving the children right at the beginning the power by saying the whole purpose of monsters is to the energy that the source that they get is from scaring kids, and having Boo really be the person with the power in that relationship. Um, you know, it's a very, it's a, you know, the idea of having monsters on Sesame Street was to make kids feel comfortable about monsters, Cookie Monster and and uh, Oscar the Grouch, and and so I, I like the way that they've made monsters family friendly. And they on both sides, we're getting votes coming in, by the way, for Flight of the Navigator and Labyrinth, which oh, I Oh, Labyrinth, yes, yes, Labyrinth. yes, good, yes. good, good work. I, I also got a, I also got to mention for kitty movies, as I mentioned earlier. A couple of the Godzilla ones were uh, geared towards children, and although the earlier ones might be too scary, these are perfect just for all-out silliness to see Godzilla like do a little victory dance after throwing <laughs> rocks at a giant crab monster and blowing, him, blowing himself through the air with his atomic breath. For adults, it's like, what is going on? But kids will just eat it up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I was wondering what you both thought of uh, going back to alien movies for youngsters or for family viewing. 
there was one that I liked very much, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Lilo or Lilo and Stitch? Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and, Lilo and, Lilo and Stitch. And I like that movie. It was really the last of the great hand-drawn animations. Oh. And so the plot was not my favorite, but it was just plain gorgeous to look at. And, of course, it had that fantastic Elvis music. It oh, did definitely. have, and and it had that 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 Stitch was so cute. I mean, well, he was so ugly, he was cute. Mm-hmm. I like the way <laughs> they had him. Um, well, people would think that he was an ugly dog, not just not right. an alien. So they didn't have to try and hide him like in uh, in ET. And then the way uh, people were accepting him, and the the whole idea of a very different type of family. Yeah, I like I like that very much. And what about as long as we're talking about animation? What about Duck Dodgers, with, with uh, that little Martian guy with his uh, little dog oh guy. Marvin the Martian. Yeah, Marvin the Martian. I liked him. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to put that on yeah. on my list. Well, I was going to say I thought Marvin, I to, Marvin I to, was just strictly Bugs Bunny. Yeah, so <laughs> I have to, I have yeah, to say Lilo and isn't he with the, uh, Daffy Duck also? I guess he must yeah, be. Yeah, Duck Dodgers, yeah. Yeah, with Duck Dodgers is with Daffy Duck and Marvin the Martian? That, yeah. Yeah. That might be right. That's just kind of going over my But we can avoid Space Jam as long as we're talking about animation. <laughs> just, exactly. Just skip right over that one. Exactly. I have to say Lilo and Lilo and Stitch has one of my favorite all-time, all-time favorite movie lines where Lilo goes, Oh, good, my dog found the chainsaw. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks, H.A., for bringing bringing that the up. The line is worth the price of admission alone. Definitely. Really. Yeah. Well, we did we did all the best, and before we run out of time, unfortunately, you know, we have to go to the bottom of the barrel. So now, why don't you go first? We we need to know what the worst alien film. Oh, is. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. No question about oh, it. One of, that that one and Plan Nine from Outer Space are tied for two of the worst films from of all time in any category, and they are both alien movies. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Trust me on this. You have never, ever seen such an incompetent film. I'm glad to say I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's legendary. It's the oh, same way man. that Plan 9 from Outer Space is legendary. It's legendary for the badnessity of it. Yeah, but I'm a fan of Plan 9 from Outer Space. So. Well, but you're a fan of it because it's so incompetent. And, this, the, and, and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians makes Plan 9 from Outer Space look like Gone with the Wind. I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> phenomenally... <laughs> but it's true. It's just, I also like a boy and his dog. I just like the really classic oh, B movies that good. are just so bad they're good, yes. Okay. <laughs> AJ, how about the monster movies? What, what's the bottom of the Cracker Barrel? All right, I'm going to go a little obscure here and pick Dark Harvest 2, The Maze. Wow. If only, if only for the fact that it has a killer scarecrow on the cover that's not in the movie. <laughs> well, you and literally, that. literally, all the movie is is just a guy wandering around the cornfield. And I wow. wish I was exaggerating. That's what's all the, it is. What's what's the movie? That sounds like Jerry. That that movie with Casey Affleck. But what's the movie uh, where the guy's got like a gorilla suit, but they didn't? The gorilla head didn't come with the costume, so they gave him. A, oh, Robot Monster. Robot Monster. There's a. Or he's got the deep sea diving. Yeah, he's got on. the he's got the diving helmet. Well, the chatters <laughs> definitely think you guys missed some golden opportunities, particularly in terms of the monster movies. You forgot Blackula. And in terms of the oh. alien movies, uh, you forgot Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, I do wow. love Earth Girls Are Easy. In fact, that was I forgot to say that. That's on my list. Yeah, Jim Carrey and uh, and Jeff Goldblum and Damon Wayans are excellent aliens, especially after they've had a little depilatory action. 
Yes, I thought that was a really funny movie. I, thanks again to the chatters for bringing those up. That's that's the beauty of the chat because they get to keep us on the straight and narrow. So thank you so much. I'd I'd have to say on worse um, alien movie. Now this is going to uh, anger some people, but remember I said that E.T. was my favorite alien movie, yeah. and that's Steven Spielberg, and um, the one movie that I thought was the worst was also a Steven Spielberg movie, and it's called The War of the Worlds. Oh. Yeah. yeah, War you know, of the Worlds. I, really? I don't blame him for that movie. I, I blame uh, H.G. Wells because the ending is so bad in that, you know, the, it, you just can't really make that work as a as a movie, I think. Well, you might be right about that, but any time you see two youngsters right in the beginning of the film that appear more frightening than the attacking aliens you know that you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah well as, or as a friend of mine said you know anytime aliens have to attack earth to so that tom cruise can be a better father you know that's a right, problem right right yeah. oh i forgot one of the, i i just remember right now one of the best alien movies that i didn't even think about signs yeah yeah that's, m night yeah, m night Shyamalan's last great hour except the end was so no. stupid. No. The end, what? If you're you're an alien, you're super smart. You're going to you. However, you dis, like the Wicked Witch of the West. You dissolve if water gets on you. So you're going to pick out a planet that is three quarters water. <laughs> well, it did have a sappy ending. But but that, also, but that scene in the basement, I think, was one of the best things M Night Shyamalan ever did. It was fantastic. I, I like M Night Shyamalan's films. I do too. That's true. That's true. I, 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 I like prejudice there. It, uh, but not the last like, one. Let, let, let's sneak in, in two more from my side. I'm sorry. Okay. But uh, for the for the monster films, I I have to go with The Bride. I, I think it's ah, it's one of the only movies I ever walked out on in my life. And just to anger the crowd here, worst alien movie. I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Mars Attacks. Okay. And you are going to still stick with that. I I, well, I hear yeah I hear you. I had I had another worst monster movie, and this goes back to 1995. It was called Magic in the Water, and it oh. was a Loch Ness about the Loch Ness monster. It starred Mark Harmon. Well, he didn't play the Loch Ness monster, but they had used special <laughs> effects for the Loch Ness monster, and they were so lame. I can't believe it. He was called Orky. Well, he was like the Loch Ness Monster anyway, yeah. Orky. Yeah. And uh, his big trick was uh, eating the inside of Oreo cookies that were left, you know, out for him, leaving, eating the white stuff and leaving no, the chocolate. No, that was chocolate. not a good movie. And not I, product placement at all. It's yeah, a, really. <laughs> and Roger Ebert, I like what he said. He said that Orky looked like an ashen Barney on Downers. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. So those are my my two. I'm loving the comments from the chatters. You guys are the best. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's great. Thank you, chat. They're very perceptive. They are. They're very knowledgeable and they're and they're opinionated. I like that. I I do too. I do too. Well, I'm wondering in terms of monsters versus aliens. I know now that you saw that, uh, yes. which is the inspiration for our show today, and we haven't talked too much about it, and I saw it also, but where do you rank that Monsters versus Aliens in terms of family entertainment? Oh, I liked it very much. I think it's too intense for younger kids, uh, but I would say, again, seven or eight and up uh, will enjoy it. It had 
fabulous voice talent, including Reese Witherspoon and Rain Wilson as the alien. And who better to be the president of the United States than Stephen Colbert, really? He's just wonderful in it. The we can, o- we can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah, really. But the best is, is um, <laughs> Seth Rogen, who I did not like in Observe and Report, but he was perfect in the role of a brainless blob called Bob. He was ideal. And just his laugh uh, and, and the animation of that character was infinitely superior to anything else in the movie. So and the 3D effects were so immersive. It's not just you know something popping out at you every five minutes. You really feel just surrounded by the movie. So I enjoyed it very much. That's the funny guy. Yep, he's he definitely was great for that uh, for that particular character. In fact, he almost uh, saved that movie for me. I have to disagree with you about uh, monsters versus aliens. I I didn't think any of the other characters measured up to uh, Bob. Bob, he was and by I far the best. I think yeah. it was it was uh, just a perfect match of voice and character. And um, the more I think about it, I probably would recommend the film because of his performance. That the whole idea that he had no had no brain, so he was he was actually uh, absorbing absorbing the, the characters, not, not just the physical things around him, and all of the funny things that he did. Like falling um, in love with a jello mold? Yes, with a uh, quivering bowl of jello. And then when he when he is at the bo- uh, he's trapped on the bottom of a boot of a giant robot and he right that was very funny. He's saying, "I got him, I've got him," <laughs> and he's just so cheerful about everything all the time. And I loved it when uh, you know they say he has no brain. Turns out you don't need one. You know he's great. And and when he's playing with that ball, just as a just as a mastery of animation, uh, that is a stunning scene when he's playing ball uh it's it's fabulous and yeah. i liked all the shout outs to some of the classic 50s alien themes and movies also yes but i gotta uh, see this movie yes well it kind of is sort of a been there done that in in much of much of it you know because but it's sort of like homage to to all of the and it even has the man of the moment paul rudd in it exactly it exactly and but i wasn't that impressed with my uh you know my idol Stephen Colbert. I, I didn't think he he lived up to his uh, personality that he has on his on his show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did, I saw funny. the two D version now, so uh, I'm I'm uh, giving and maybe a why I'm more there. enthusiastic than you. Right, are. and and you're not even as enthusiastic as my granddaughter was uh. about this movie. She loved Doctor Cockroach. Who was <laughs> by Hugh Laurie. <laughs> Hugh Laurie was so good. And she said the best, best scene in the movie was the was when Dr. Cockroach did all these dances. <laughs> yes, the D- so. DDR. He did the DDR, and he was fabulous. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, uh, I I think that I'm the more we talk about it, the more I'm liking monsters <laughs> versus, versus aliens. So, well, why do you think these movies are so popular? Movies about. Uh, Monsters and and aliens. AJ, what's what's your opinion? Why moviegoers love them so much? Well, uh, my response to that is kind of one that's shared by both monsters and alien movies. Is that there's so many different designs, so many different ways of uh, handling the monsters. There's like drama or action, so you've got a lot of different uh, places to cover, and I just think people respond to that really well. 
That's a good point. And uh, how about you now? I, I agree with AJ completely. Uh, with both with monsters and aliens, they really give us a place to let our fantasies go. I mean, it's you know, you can have a King Arthur story, and you're still you know talking about two arms and two legs and fingers and toes. But when you're talking about monsters and aliens, the sky's the limit. Yes, indeed, folks. I agree with Nell that the sky is the limit where film alien creatures are concerned. So, after hearing this debate again, I'm tempted to side with Nell. But you know what? That makes me feel too guilty for voting against Frankenstein and King Kong. So, I just have to declare this a tie. It's time now for a brief message from one of our loyal listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny! Thanks so much, Nancy, for that great promo. And dear listeners, be sure to check out Nancy's very funny comedy concept show on Blog Talk Radio each Monday and Friday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. And another show you should check out is the Mom and Pop Shop radio show. It's very entertaining, hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. It airs on Dreamstream Radio on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. Sorry to say, our time is almost up, so I want to give a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio. Thanks again to Nell Minow, A.J. Hockery, and Jazz Shaw for their entertaining discussion. No wonder this is a listener favorite. And special thanks to Nikki, as always, and to Danny Dyer, Richard B. Smart, and Neil Haley for their technical assistance, as well as to our chatters and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. But that's all for now, folks. In keeping with today's theme, and because AJ reminded us that Rocky Horror Picture Show combines both aliens and monsters, let's go out by doing, you guessed it, the time warp again. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control.
you can't No, not at all In another dimension With voyeuristic intention Well secluded I see all With a bit of a mind slip You're into the time slip And nothing Can ever be the same Just a subtle sensation 